Well, good day, good day. Arctic Eric here with you, welcoming you yet once again to my kitchen table. As I've said before, I say again, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I want to thank you for taking this time to spend with me at the kitchen table. I've got something uh, I think will prove to be interesting to you today. Over the years, I've, I've spent a bit of time contrasting and comparing the first nine verses of Genesis chapter 11 with the first nine verses in Genesis chapter 12. Now, we're limited to only about 10 minutes here. I try to keep it around 10 minutes. So I'll do what I can uh, in the coming moments that we have together here at the kitchen table. Listen, if you'd like to share anything with me, if there's any subject or topic uh, that maybe we should discuss here at the kitchen table, you can always drop me an email at arcticeric at hotmail.com. That's arcticeric at hotmail.com. Wonderful. I look forward to hearing from you. Genesis chapter 11 is a well-known story. It's the story of the Tower of Babel. Let me begin by reading in verse 1 of chapter 11 in Genesis, the Tower of Babel. Now the whole earth had one language and one speech. And it came to pass, as they journeyed from the east, that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. Then they said to one another, Come, let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They had brick for stone, and they had asphalt for mortar. And they said, Come, let us build a city and a tower whose top is in the heavens. Let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. Now we're going to see here in uh, Genesis chapter 12, beginning at verse 1, the call of Abram. It says, now the Lord, that of course is the Lord God, the Lord God had said to Abram, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land I will show you. I will make you a great nation, I will bless you, and I will make your name great, and you shall be a blessing, and I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So, verse 4, beginning at verse 4, So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. Okay. We can see two different worlds, if you will. The first we see is focusing in Genesis chapter 11 in the building of the tower with this word, they. They dwelt there. They found a place. They said to one another, and then, of course, us, let us make, let us break. They had brick for stone. They had asphalt. And they said, come, let us build a city. Let us build ourselves a city, a tower whose top is in the heavens, and let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be scattered, lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. What a contrast. We see the unity that so many people are longing for, not understanding the root of it. They're looking for when we and us, when we determine, when we decide, when we build. When we decide what the building material is and how and when and how, where it's going to be done, let us build a city. Of course, the tower should reach into heaven. We're doing this for God. But, but we also want to make a name for ourselves, for our group, for our collection of groups. And we certainly don't want to be scattered. We want to be right here. And of course, that is the old nature, without a doubt. The old nature wants to decide and determine 
from A to Z. And of course, the old nature may want to do it for a God, but nonetheless, it's still the old nature. But let's look at Genesis chapter 12. The exact opposite is occurring. God is speaking to an individual. He speaks to us individually. We individually hear the gospel message. We individually believe in our hearts. So many people are worried about that word individual. Look, you individually commit your life to one woman you or one man, depending there, men with women and women with men. You individually determine to call upon the name of the Lord. There's nothing wrong with having an intimate, daily, individual, personal relationship with God through Jesus. My goodness. But he says to Abram, get out of your country. Leave it all behind. I'll show you where to go. I'll make you. I'll build you. I'll bless you. That's God. That's God speaking. This is what he wants to do. In Genesis 11, that's what, quote, we want to do for our God. But what, what's important is what God wants to do in, to, and through us. In verse 4 in chapter 12, we see that Abraham does exactly what the Lord said to do. And Abraham was, quote, old enough to know better. He was 75 years old. But he did it. He did exactly what God said. And it says that then after speaking to him, appearing to him, it says the Lord appears to him in verse 7. He appears to him in verse 7. And so he builds an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. And an altar was a rather massive undertaking. But he does something incredible. He keeps on moving where he builds another altar And then he continues to move. But what we see in Genesis 11 is, sure, they had some kind of an experience. They thought it was about what they would do for God. But unlike Abraham, who kept moving, they they decided to build something where they decided they should be. But Abraham, who had these incredible encounters, he kept on moving. He didn't build four walls and a roof over it. But he kept on moving. And that's a word for us today. Keep on moving. It's not about your determination. It's about what God has already determined for you. And his good will is better for you than anything you could possibly dream up yourself. Listen, we're living stones. Living stones that God himself wants to fit together into a temple that he dwells in. It's not about us deciding and making brick and burning it twice as hot with our thinking and our thoughts and our doctrines and our teachings and trying to build something out of that. No, it's to be living stones that are under the headship of the Lord Jesus Christ, who he is fitting together into a temple, a tabernacle. Know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, and he's wanting to build us into his temple, a new Jerusalem, a new city whose founder and builder and maker is God himself. But there's a conflict, there's a tension here at the kitchen table over this, because there are those who who want to impress God with what they're doing, and there are those who want God to impress them by what he's doing in them and through them. It's a decision we have to make day by day, moment by moment at times. Are we going to let God be God? Are we going to let him lead us and guide us and build us and make us and break us and shape us and take us? 
Or are we going to come together and say, let us build a city. Let us work for God. I want to be like Jesus, and I know you do too, or you wouldn't tolerate this kitchen table talk for a moment. You want Christ in you, the hope of glory, the one who's being formed in you. You want to see his good will be done. You want to be built into that habitation for God himself. Not by human hands, but by his spirit. Oh, it's an exciting walk we have. What a possibility we have. We can say no to what I call our three best friends, me, myself, and I. We can say no to the false unity and the us mentality and instead find our place in the body. And he'll connect us with those that he wants to connect us with for his purposes and we'll gather with them and we'll experience Christ in the center to encourage and comfort and exhort one another. It's exciting to gather. But it isn't the gathering that's to be the excitement. That's Genesis 11. It's the one to whom comes when we gather at the kitchen table or wherever we gather. Oh, he wants to inhabit you now. He wants to inhabit the place where you are. And when you gather, be it large or small, Oh, may God bless you today. May he rip Genesis 11 out of your mentality and might the word of God transform your mind into a let your will be done. Your good, perfect, and acceptable will, O God. Transform my mind by the word. Allow me, through your amazing grace, to experience your best, which is your good will being done. Gee, thanks again for joining me here at the kitchen table. It's always a joy. Until we meet again, God bless you and good day.